Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast Gen Z Here I am again, Stella, and today I'm with my very uh, exciting close friend Jade. Um, she's from France, so I'm not gonna dive in a lot. I'm gonna you know, save that talk for her to introduce herself. So you know, before we have a BBA talk with my professor, uh, Mrs. Brace Ma, uh, which basically talk about the accounting industry in SFU. Um, so for this podcast, um, we're gonna talk about the MBA. What is the MBA degree looks like? in um, France. So yeah, uh, welcome Jade. Thank you for your time today to uh, be uh, my special guest speaker. <laughs> so thank <laughs> you for your invitation. Mm-hmm. So my name is Jade, I'm 20 years old. And uh, so that my study, I did a two years degree in business administration. Then I did a international business bachelor for one year. And now now I'm doing an MBA in hospitality and tourism. And so about my passion, I will say I'm really into uh, gym and reading books and just chilling, watching mm-hmm. movies. And yeah, <laughs> I think it's everything. <laughs> oh, wow. No, that's really interesting to know. Like I also have the hobby of just being like homebody. And then I imagine myself in the future that I would have a cat with me and I will stay with her like every single day at home just to yeah. visit and you know play with her yeah that's that's my lonely future but yeah I enjoy the songs yeah too. I kind of <laughs> have the same future in my mind <laughs> exactly right and we're so excited to do yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah so like I heard you are uh, pursuing um two years in BBA and is that BBA at first for two years or uh, diploma uh, it, yeah it's business administration like I don't know if there is uh, and equal, I don't know, in English. I, I would say it's different for some school, like some country. Yeah, yeah I heard yeah, I, okay. that. Yeah, but it's why, really yeah. interesting. Yeah, like in mm. three years before, you can finish like two degrees, basically. You have like one yeah. for business administration, the other one is one year for uh, international business um diploma, which is amazing. Like, I mean, you learn a lot from those guys. And now you're doing like an MBA in tourism? Yes. Oh wow! Okay, very cool. Um, so yeah, um, is there any like consideration when you decide to, you know, learn that uh, kind of degree in France? Uh, for me, the MBA it was because of the my past study. It was really general, like it was about communication, financial, mm. but it was not into a specific field. So that's why I chose tourism and hospitality, and also because I'm no I. Like at the beginning of my career, like everyone, I will be young, so I don't want to be behind a desk. I want to move, so that's why I chose hospitality and tourism, and I chose to continue through an MBA. Is this on like a full time study, or it would be like, um, like basically you work and study at the same time, or like in any scenario that you can work first and then study MBA later? Uh, for my MBA, I have an internship. I know it's like mm. the answer. I have it's, an internship yeah. from May to September, October. Okay. And I have to do the same next year. Very so, cool. So it's like basically every year you have to do one internship. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In, like in France, in MBA, you you have to do an internship. Mm. Mainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely different from SFU for sure um I met a friend um and then she's just graduated from the MBA um in SFU 
And she told me that if you want to attend that MBA in finance, whether what kind of concentration you want, you have to at least work for three to five years before you can enter that MBA degree. So I was like, oh, I am. oh interesting. <laughs> so it, it, it's definitely different in France for sure. Do you know if there's like any barrier for students? Like I know that if MBA, you can study right away, but is that only for local? But if like we can study with like international students like me, if I if I also like, you know, finish like three, three years before and I want to do MBA like you, would that be any barrier? It depends on the MBA you want to do. Like for mine, it's not, it's not a barrier because it's uh, in English. Like maybe it's in English. So I have some foreigners in my class. Like I have two guys from Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. for example, one from Korea. So you okay. can come, but I feel like the main barrier will be the language, like in every country. You know, in France, we are not really good in English. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I feel like if you want to uh, join an MBA in France, you have to do speak French a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not hundred percent sure of what I'm saying, but yeah. And <laughs> even in your uh, daily life, if you want to buy some things or ask for help, mm-hmm. French, once again, I'm not really good in English, so you have to speak French. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. you can enter, yeah, you can yeah. enter a school. I mean, your French language is also like um one of the, one of the two official languages in Canada. So yeah, if, yeah, yeah, basically, like we have English and French here, and they are like two officially accepted here. So that's why we like French is also very important. Um, not only English. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like yeah, it's definitely a good thing that so we can learn like an additional language, and that could measuring influence on our daily life. We live in France, right? Can I can I ask for university name? So what is your university name called? Ah, uh, my school is Vatel. I don't know if you know it. It's a it's a uh, hospitality and tourism school, but mm. it's also like hotel and restaurant around the world, and you okay. can find one in uh, Mauritius. Uh, I don't know in the states. Yeah, it's cool. You can find everywhere. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's why I, I think I should know about that because I feel like the more I know, I can do research and give you like a <laughs> a, a a better background of that one. Yeah, I mean, like I actually met you when we were both volunteering slash working in the um, Dr. Sun Yat-sen Chinese Garden in Vancouver, which is amazing. We have like a very wholesome moment conversation for the whole day. Um, How do you find doing like an international co-op in, especially in Vancouver, BC, look like for you? I don't know if it was really different. I mean, it was different because I was, I was a foreigner in this country. So I mean, people mm-hmm. were really kind with me, really patient. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It was different, but at the same time, it was not really different because it depends on the company you are going to. Mm-hmm. But people can be really kind, and mm-hmm. also they can be really harsh with you. So mm-hmm. yeah, true. But also, I had the chance like to do this internship. I didn't have to find it by myself. It was mm-hmm. my school who helps a lot. So it was really easy, but if I wanted to find an internship in Vancouver by myself, it would have been really hard. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. True. 
Yeah. Um. I mean, like, I should I should uh specify my question more. It would be like work culture and lifestyle because I think that's that's the two major uh mm. influences when we when we actually do international co-op. So, do you find a work culture here in Canada, uh, especially in Vancouver, would be uh, a kind of work culture that you prefer to do? Like, you expect to be in that kind of work culture? There is not so much difference. Maybe the working time. Because mm, I didn't time, work yes, working hours. I feel like a yeah, working hours, sorry. <laughs> like uh five hours a day. Okay. But in France <laughs> in France it would be like seven hours a day. But mm -hmm. also the the huge difference in Canada is the um, time you have to eat. Mm -hmm. Like in France you have one to two hours to eat. But in Canada, it was like 10 minutes or 15 minutes because you are paid during this time. But in France, you are not paid, so you are taking your time. But except that, I mean, I didn't feel huge difference between France and Canada, maybe because of the place I was and also the people who were really kind with me. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe in another company, I would have felt a bigger difference i don't know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. true yeah like it's it's very interesting to know like an add-on um it would be different for different co-ops but mine would be like definitely like a corporate one where we work for like uh standard would that be eight hours so like it's either could be 8 30 to 4 30 or like 9 to 5 yeah. which is officially the standard <laughs> and we do like yeah you're right we do like a one hour lunch break and then we got paid for that one hour lunch break which is different from in france you say it could be one or two hours because you don't get paid so like yeah. the longer you take this the longer that you can end your day which is very interesting very cool yeah uh moving on we have like a very fun part where it's just diving a little bit about the background and some kind of facts or myth that people misunderstand mm -hmm. or like may understand that's true but they are not sure about mba especially in france so you can speak from your personal experiences personal background it doesn't have to be applying for everyone so for the first one i often heard people say if you have like an mba degree you possibly can earn more um money like a much higher salary so for is me that it's a fact yeah for really? me it's a fact because yeah mm. i mean you will earn a higher salary more quickly than you would without an mba like it's obviously possible to earn the same salary without an mba but uh it will take so much longer like mm. yeah yeah for me it's it's a fact <laughs> it's a fact Moving to the second one, MBA classes are very different because students are like senior and some already have like successful business or, or like ideas. Oh, it's a, a myth. That's what you said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because like from a personal experience, I don't feel there is uh, any big differences because I'm doing an MBA. Like, even if everyone comes from different backgrounds for mm -hmm. me a student uh, is still a student it depends much more on the personality and maturity of each person mm -hmm. yeah. wow that's a very good explanation i love it <laughs> really agree. yes um third one bba is kind of enough um to acquire skills to write business plan mm. For me, it's also a myth 
like yeah, it depends on the situation. But if you want to build a, a business plan, mm-hmm. you have to have a lot of motivation because you will have to learn by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like for example, once again for my personal experience, of course. Um, I was in touch with people during my two years degree in business administration, and they and it was two two boys, and they stopped after this degree. And they created their own company and it still works today. And they gain a lot of popularity over time. Like it's really their company is becoming more popular every day. And it's really impressive to see their, their evolution. Mm-hmm. And they just have one, uh, one, two, three, uh, oh, sorry. They just mm-hmm. have a two year degree in business administration. That's it. They don't have an MBA, for example. Hmm. Okay. okay. Very interesting. No, like that's true. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Also, from my personal experiences, I have a chance mm-hmm. to talk to a like an entrepreneur. So he has like a startup uh, in Vancouver, but he's also pursuing MBA. He was like, okay. you know, um, it doesn't matter what cap degree you have. If like just like the one just say, if you have motivation, you have you're brave mm-hmm. enough, you're like have determined enough, you can learn that from anywhere. But like learning is like a continuous process. So like if you have like an MBA, it's all about the skills and knowledge you can get from your professor, but it costs being a network because you can network with a lot mm-hmm. of people in your MBA uh, class, which he believe is totally different from MBA, to, uh, BBA, BBA class. Because mm-hmm. like MBA class is like for people like already done something in their life and then they actually have some experiences like you you also have internship in the mba uh program mm. which is different like bba is optional if you want to have like work expense or not all the people are, like straight up from high school which they don't they don't work before they're doing a bba right so it's it's different mm. like story for different people but like for he for him he believed that learning is like continuous process so yeah it's it's up to you you want to learn more if you learn more the more you learn more it's always useful it's not hard to learn anymore right so yeah that's why he yeah. he, he kind of encouraged everyone to do mba so yeah I kinda, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good option for some people if you don't you don't want to get the mba you still can try a business plan but networking is just a just like a, a foundation for you to have like a best mm-hmm. networking in your society so Oh, just talking about networking. I think we touched on the fourth one too. Um, <laughs> that one is kind of um, conflict or not, but like MBA is all about networking with business people. I will say that. Like with, with what you just said before and your professor just said, like, yeah, it's really important to to build relationships with people because during an MBA it's I don't know how to explain it but you know that you will work at the end of your MBA and you don't know what people around you will work into and maybe you will need them in a few years so I think it's important to stay in touch with them even Mm -hmm. if it's your classmates or your professor so Mm -hmm. for me MBA it's the moment you really build, you are really building an uh, important oh. network. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like, a lot of like networking event in uh, your school, Vatel? In what else? Uh, there has been a few of them, like uh, since November, but it's for our internship to find one. 
like a few hotels group are coming to our school to mm -hmm. explain what they are doing and uh, we can give them our CV if they are interested. But uh, yeah, that's everything. I don't know if there is another uh, other event. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. True. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. Like it's very common to, you know, just like hand out a CV and networking mm -hmm. event. My my friends, um, she's in the interactive art and technology. So basically mm -hmm. whenever she went to any networking event, the thing that she hand them out is like a, a template of like very cute Canva design of her resume with like a portfolio link. Which is like amazing mm -hmm. because it's not like a normal A4 resume, but it's just like just a just a like a folded card where you could fold it in half, and when you open that, boom! Like it's like something that you can wrap up, like you know, a, like a a thirty second elevator pitch for by yourself. So like yeah, very interesting. I like that. She actually got a job right after that, so at least oh. work. <laughs> I <Yeah. just> <laughs> for some reason, yes. Yes, okay. I feel like when you are giving your resume in France. You have to be creative. You have to attract with your the colors and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True, right? Yeah. Kind of tough, but it's all like a, a worthwhile process. <laughs> um. Oh, wow. Okay, this one is the one that my friends at told me, insist me to ask you. Because she knows that you're doing anything. <laughs> uh, she also has my team. Uh, she want to ask if you should only opt for an MBA program in the US, UK, or like in prestigious schools, like specific school with a reputation? Mm, I will say miss, like, mm -hmm. I'm not all aware of the MBAs you can find in the US, UK, and all the prestigious schools in the world, but I'm sure there are some very good uh, ones elsewhere in Asia or even Europe, for example. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in addition, MBAs uh, that don't come from prestigious schools can be uh, just as good as those from prestigious schools. So also mm -hmm. they will be obviously um, less, they will be, you know, they will be less recognized by companies, but I mean, they can bring you the same knowledge. So mm -hmm. for me, it's not what is important. And also, if you want to go to those schools, you have to work so hard sometimes. It, it could be really expensive. Right. So, I mean, it could be interesting if you do your own research by your own and look at every school and not only the prestigious one and mm -hmm. try to ask people and you can build your network once again. <laughs> yeah, that's totally, I mean, absolutely, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I feel like if you, if that person think, oh, the interviewer, like when I do interview, right? And the interviewer will look at my resume and kind of, oh, recognize, so this is like a prestigious school. Like probably he or she would be like top notch thing like that compared mm -hmm. to the other one. They would be kind of falling into the recognizing bias. So they was like, mm -hmm. oh, because like this is a good school. So it's maybe better than the one from the college, or, like some, some like other school. I don't know about that. That is totally wrong. Um, if because I'm I'm actually pursuing HR right now, so that is one of the kind of things that violating the business ethic and law. You're not allowing mm -hmm. to do that to any kind of people. Like you have to base on their 
skills, their knowledge, the way that can, they can answer your question during the interview, and their background, what have they done in the past, like extracurricular activities, does that align with the value of that role position in the company that you're looking for, uh, for your company? So it's not all about the school and GPA. GPA is also thing that people like argue about, like, is that important if you have like high GPA? Because in some Asian country, when you mention Asia, I have a lot of story about that. Asian country is a deal. You need to have high score, high grade to get into a precision school. But many people right now, like us, um, they don't have job because of the competitive market and because people are just going crazy all the time. So like they, they don't have a job and then they have been unemployed for like years after post-graduation, which is a problem. Because they are young, but they are like ambitious, but there's no opportunity for them. So they they flew from their countries to another place a lot, a lot from Asia. So that's why we have like a, a problem of immigration here or internationalism going up. And then they saw oh things here are different from their countries and problems just happen from there. So yeah, it's not a topic, but I just wanna add on that school. <laughs> It's not like a big deal, to be honest. Uh, if you learn good in school, good for you. But that's all. That should be stopped there. Like you should not be pressed by anyone to, you know, attend a certain amount of school just because they are famous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you're almost um finishing or like going toward finishing the MBA degree in your uh, school right now. Like um, any career that you would love to pursue after you after you are graduating, maybe work overseas, like work internationally, or yeah, I want to work overseas because I had a really good experience in my career, mm. and um, also I'm in a sector that allow me to work overseas easier than in other field, mm. and I want to find out how people are working yeah it's really interesting and i don't also want to discover new countries like everyone i'm sure <laughs> i don't see myself walking abroad for the rest of my life at least for the moment like i know i will go back to france uh yeah i will go back to france and maybe have a family and everything i don't know what <laughs> yeah i mean that could be a plan too like who knows i mean like i i also see myself just working full-time for like, like almost 10 years after I graduating maybe but then if I feel like oh I have that uh, knowledge and skills I could you know potentially um push me to do another like you know like properly like another country or live in another country mm -hmm. or like build my own business I should you know start early on that one because I feel like working is a is a like a learning process basically that you learn every day you work and you figure out which one is you have already changed and which one will like you know suit you more at that time um coming to the end I know we talk about about the facts on myth your MBA program in general um mm -hmm. so uh from your personal experiences any advice that you lo would love to you know give to like any BBA students or like both graduates and BBA students but they want to pursue MBA it will be like a general advice because of my personal experience once again mm -hmm. uh, like it's okay at the beginning if you feel lost but what we are planning to do mm -hmm. like for example i'm still lost and i'm i'm doing an mba mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm at the end of my study but uh i feel it's important for you to uh, discover a uh, different field by working for example 
Mm-hmm. Or for in France, you can uh, do uh, just a week with a specific uh, company, for example, to discover the different uh, work you can find in this company, in this type of field. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and for me, you if you really had a goal in mind, do an MBA because it will have more value on your CV. <laughs> mm-hmm. But don't push yourself too hard for doing an MBA for please your family or you. Do you have any advice for people who want to do like international crop like you? Do it. <laughs> you you will learn so much. You will discover, and also you will for an internship. It will be for months, so you will really be into the culture. Mm-hmm. It's not just for a week, and mm-hmm. then just do it if you have the occasion to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. That's why I'm experiencing that right now. I'm doing that for like minimum four months, but the good thing is that I I get to try a different lifestyle. This is not what mm-hmm. I expect to do, like to have in Vancouver. In my neighborhood right now, it's always quiet. Like so, people was really, really have that battery of like if they go to work, they're very talkative. But if you're like at home, they have to be quiet. So it's like <laughs> you don't hear the sound of like car honking. You don't need to hear, hear the sound like you know children playing ar- around because it's already like mm-hmm. retired neighborhood. So it's like very, very tranquil. Like I love the tranquility of my neighborhood. Wow, and people are just so open and nice. They walk their dogs and cats. You know, one day before um just this week, I pumped mm-hmm. into a cat, and it's actually my neighbor cat. And uh, you know, like like even he got uh, the owner of the cat, but he got a name tag for that one. Like, oh, this is Lily. She's old. She's gonna play around. She's she's not lost. Please just leave her. You know, as like she be like she was. So like she was just running around the neighborhood. Like no one care about like if that cat is like lost or not because like she knows the whole neighborhood. <laughs> like he showed us a map of like how that cat running around the neighborhood every single day in the same r- route so I was like amazing super friendly so yeah and I, I have a question is it safer than in Vancouver I would say in those cat neighborhoods yes definitely yeah that story of us returning that cat before we, we can read the name tag mm-hmm. um we left our grocery bag on the road Basically on the road, not in our home. So yeah, we just left it there. We would we would think someone would take it, but no. We came back thirty minutes okay. later, no one took it. It was still there. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that's how yes. safe. But people don't care what you're doing. Basically, if you say hi to them, they say hi back. But that's all. They're not gonna be like diving in. Oh, what you're doing? Like <laughs> No, they don't care because like those kind of place here, super safe. To be honest, people don't okay. care about um um theft violence something like that so yeah yeah super safe how about your neighborhood i actually haven't asked about that <laughs> yeah mine is super safe too okay um so any good restaurant cafe nearby i'm sorry any any good restaurant or like cafe nearby uh next to my apartment no <laughs> <laughs> But, but in the center of the city, uh, there are good restaurants. I didn't have the time to taste them. But I know a friend of mine that tasted them and she mm-hmm. told me good review from them. So maybe I will go. <laughs> That's cool. And you guys, you guys go to school by bus or like uh, car? Or yeah. Bicycle? I'm, I'm kind of far away from this 
cool. Okay. Like in 14 minutes. I know, I know in big cities of Vancouver, 14 minutes is normal, but in France, it's not. It's not normal. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, in France, it's like 15 minutes, it's okay, it's fine. Mm, but 14 minutes, it's far away. Okay. So I'm going by bus. And then, then sorry, I'm taking, uh, I don't know, to the tram, like mm-hmm. the train in the city. <laughs> and yeah, I know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I really love about Europe is that um, they're very environmental friendly. So, like, they actually encourage locals, like you guys, to take bus more than car. And they also build, yes. like, a lot of bicycle lands, which, you know, we could rarely see in Vietnam, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Vietnam, they do, I do bike um, around my city every single morning, but it's had to be early, like, around 5 or, like, 6 a.m. But if you pass that half hour, you're, like, fighting with tons of motorcycles and cars outside and we will just be like all over the place because people want to turn left turn right and then it was just like this <laughs> all the time like yeah you know how amazing like that could be like so crowded but i do enjoy yeah. my lifestyle at that time um short term <laughs> in, in like four months but yeah yeah it could be safer if uh you know you, like in my city there'd be like an actual bicycle lens so like mm-hmm. it, it be like europe but yeah so then we can think about in love, the future. Um, it's also wrap up our talk today. We talk a lot. Um, um, sorry if the audiences you find something here like quite personal because actually I and Jay we haven't met for like very very long time now since she, you know, turned we returned back to Paris. Oh no, sorry, like in France. Um, so yeah. I mean, I mean, Jay's like a lot global citizen right now. Like she, she worked overseas, and then she come back to France, and she doesn't want to work like overseas again, which is amazing. Like, yeah, you're such an open, open-minded person, to be honest. So yeah. Um, to wrap up, I would say, I hope you guys feel this NBA talk interesting, and then you know, enjoying that just like a, a conversation with another two friends when we talk about NBA. Um, so for Jade, I also wish you a lot of luck, a lot of. Um, success achieving your goals um, probably it's not hard it's not easy but I will say like you're gonna do it you're gonna achieve it for sure because I feel like you have that ambition going on in your energy <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yes, <I am. laughs> like you're totally changing from three years to five years from now so like, yeah who knows we keep in touch and yeah hopefully yeah. I can invite you Jade for another podcast for another you know super fun topic later on when we when we like you know two three years but like one or two years also but yeah um, any any last uh last minutes talk that you wanna add on for the audiences because they are just like us they also you know from international countries they come to Canada for studying or North America in general and they was like oh I want to do MBA here but people was like is that gonna be worth that because MBA in my country would be more affordable compared to the one in North America if you want to do a degree, an MBA degree, it's maybe mm-hmm. better if you do it in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it will mm-hmm. make you discover new things. And also, maybe if you want to make sure it's the right country for you, you can do, you can try to do an internship, for example, mm-hmm. like for a month and try it and see if the country yeah. suits you and, mm-hmm. or ask advice for, from all the people, yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's everything I have to add. Yeah, you said a very insightful tips. But yeah, definitely <laughs> go for a co-op first because co-op is like uh, shorter 
than the whole program. So yeah, definitely. Mm. Wow, I feel that's that's a very good tip. And it's already wrap <laughs> up. <laughs> it's a wrap up <laughs> for sure. Um, thank you for that amazing conversation. Uh, thank you. Also, wish a lot of success to you know people out there that you're like listening to this podcast, and you're also pursuing MBA or like getting ready for MBA. Here's something that you want to consider doing for you know your salary, your own expectation, your learning process. Go ahead, go with that. Yeah, I definitely we consider that um, from now on too. Like, should I do MBA or not? But yeah, <laughs> it could be something I do too. So yeah, I, we will see you very shortly next week. We we try to make this, you know, um, podcast content consistently. So we try to post that every week. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough sometimes. But we try, we try our best. So yeah, thank you, and then you know, happy weekend. <laughs>